0: log Talk radio
1: she malak ma yalama she na he zahir ma so
2: family um, reunion, so we're not going to be in. Uh, and Zito. So we have the inimitable Dr. Chris, and always jovial, always good man, Mr. Bob G. Uh, how you doing, guys?
3: Very good. How you guys doing? How you doing, Dr. Chris? Doing, doing great. Pretty good. I'm up here freezing to death. <laughs> Cold as hell up here. We hit, we hit the yeah, we 30s have... last night. But it's wow. it's gonna...
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> all yeah. My, my flowers died. A,
2: Everything. Yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law sent me a uh, a picture of his backyard. They had snow in uh, Paramus, uh, two inches of snow yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that's as close I'm going to no, get. We, we we just had a, rain. That's all. We had a cold spell come through here. And I think it went all the way down to 81 uh, yesterday. So, uh, yeah. But we're we're suffering with it. No no problem. <laughs> and you Bob, just
4: see how the people here in California dress at fifty? They
2: they, they dress like it's <laughs>
4: killing me out here. I'm in shorts and a tank top, and they're like, "Oh, it's winter."
2: <laughs> Bob, we had a uh, had a tremendous fight last week, and afterwards uh, there was an announcement. You want to follow up on that?
4: Yes, an amazing fight uh, where. Uh, Khabib went out and manhandled Justin Gagey, and that's very difficult to do. Uh, Gagey will be, you know, if, uh, you know, Khabib said he was going to retire. And, uh, you know, with with a tearful kind of, I mean, he recently lost his father. uh, I think it was um, (laughs) COVID-related earlier this year. Um, So he's going through a lot. And then when he said when he retired, you know, he told his mom that this would be his last one. Um, now having said that And then Gagey gave him huge respect I mean, if, if Khabib does leave, Gagey Will be on top, Gagey's the man You know, I mean, it was it was amazing to See a, a triangle choke Thrown on a D1 wrestler I mean, that's just, it doesn't usually happen You know, um sure. And then anyway, but then Dana White Later came out and said, no, no Khabib is not retiring Um, right. you know, cause You know, due to the contract and whatnot So, right. um we'll leave that up in the air and see how that pans out. You know, I, I was, Khabib said in the very beginning, he wanted to do, uh, I think it was 30 and oh, and he did the 29. Yeah. So, uh, and he got the 29 because his father and his mom, you know, whatever's mm-hmm. going through, um, you know, he, he wants to be done and, uh, didn't quite make his goal. Uh, but so I thought maybe potentially someday he would come back. Um, but then also, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, Dana's saying that he's not gonna. You know that he will be back and fight. So we'll just see. We'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, I'd love you know to go both ways. I'd love his wishes to be honored at the same time and not be pulled into a contract. Um, but at the same sure. time, that's what they're there for. And uh, I'd still like the guy see the guy compete again. You know,
2: so. Sure. Sure. Well, let me ask you something. You, you talked about uh, KG being on on top. Uh, also this mm-hmm. week in the trade. Uh, 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 John, uh, what's his name? Um, oh God, the guy that gets in all the trouble. Um, Jones. John Jones, yes. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he came out and said that up until last week, he was the best pound for pound UFC fighter, and now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. everybody's saying that Cagey uh, is Do You ever have, have any uh, anything on that?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think I mean, Khabib's uh, when he was uh, at the end of the fight, not only did he say you know that he was retiring, he also said mm-hmm. that you know I could go down his record as you know twenty nine and zero as, as the, uh, the the GOAT, the greatest of all time, or you know greatest pound for pound, and uh, mm-hmm. um, you know John Jones, you know, took offense to that because John Jones is sitting with that title right now, you know, mm-hmm. and John Jones is you know going up in weight to fight heavyweight. Um, there's a lot of uh, trash talk at the lower weights, you know, because of that, mm-hmm. or, you know, his the 205 weight. So, you know, of mm-hmm. course, anybody goes, you know, trying to take your title away, uh, anybody's going to, you know, uh, have something to say about it. Sure,
2: sure. But, yeah. You yeah, know what I mean?
4: Uh, I, if I'm, if I'm going to put my vote in, I'm going to go for the guy who's got the best outside the ring character, too. hmm Good.
2: Hey, hey Chris, uh, uh, Devontae Davis tonight, Hank Davis uh, is versing uh, um, Leo Santa Cruz. What's your thoughts on that? Man, I, I watched the uh, hour show, the
3: 24-7 show they put on. Yeah. You know, one guy is a power puncher, and the other guy doesn't hit hard. He's moving up in weight. He's moving up into a powerful division. I don't know if he's got enough muscle to survive in that division, especially going against, uh, you know, uh, Davis. He, he's a hard punching guy, but, um, that, uh, the he has a lot of heart, the, the Mexican. He got a lot of heart and a lot of guts, but, um, I don't think he's big enough and strong enough, uh, to, to handle Davis. I just don't think he could do it. He's got a weak upper body. He's a, he's basically a, uh, uh, he doesn't punch hard. He he does, you know, connect and land solid punches. But I think when you move up in, in weight, those guys can absorb your punches better. I I really think Davis will will win the fight. Uh, and it'll be a it'll be a battle because uh, Santa Cruz doesn't back down from anybody. He's got one way of fighting. He's got a lot of guts, a lot of heart, and uh, but I think the other guy has too much. Uh, too much talent. He's powerful and younger. He's bigger, he's stronger. So, you know, his body's bigger. I I don't think um, I think Santa Cruz is going to take a bath tonight. I said, you know, I just don't think he can do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Bob, uh, I was looking at uh, Israel Andesay uh, was saying that he thinks uh, Uriah Hall. Uh, is going to give Anderson Silva uh, problems tonight. What's your
4: thoughts? Um, okay well, um, Uriah Hall came out of the uh, UFC uh, show um, the series, and did very well. some amazing spinning back kicks. Uh, his first couple uh, 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 you know show up at uh, at, uh, at the UFC uh, were phenomenal, you know, and then he just kind of fizzled out real quick. Um, he didn't, he didn't end up being what everyone thought he was going to be. Um, and then, and then now he's coming out of training camp saying, he you know, he's training with some other guys. He's feeling better than ever. He wants to show the world. All right, great. But then now he's taking that, you know, what he said up against one of the all time, you know, goats, you know, um, Anderson Silva that had a long, you know, that, that, you know, was pretty much unbeatable until he snapped his, uh, his tibia on uh, on uh, what's his name shin, okay, throwing that kick, um, and then he was out for a while, and then that was kind of kind of fizzled Anderson's career. Anderson, as long as he's feeling healthy, was one of the most orthodox, you know, uh, counter strikers of all time, and and Uriah Hall goes in there with that same sort of flair. So, can he give him trouble? Absolutely, um, but again. Uh, I, I still got my money on an Anderson's ring experience. You know, we're going against, I, you know, ring experience versus youth, and they both have an orthodox style. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that later myself.
2: hmm Okay. Yeah, that, uh, that card started at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time uh, with, with the prelims, and uh, that, I guess they are come on around 9. Um, Chris, uh, there's another fight tonight, uh Alexander Yusik against Chisora. Uh, D- uh, what do you think of that one?
3: I don't know. You know what? It's it's, it's, a, it's a a group of second uh, okay, second the uh, ring second um, round fighters. They're, they're below the championship level. Uh, I don't know a hell of a lot about it. I've seen Chisora here and there. I mean, he's not going to. He's not going to uh, win back the title. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to pick that fight. I really don't. I don't. I don't know a hell of a lot about it.
0: Um,
3: I, I saw a beautiful uh, uh, thing on. Um, they had a great show on um, Max Kellerman last night, talking about uh, um, Tyson Fury. That uh, how how good he is. That you know, for a guy his size to box that well, and do all this, I, I'm kind of—they're filling in with heavyweights that uh, don't matter, don't draw the excitement. I, you know, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Tyson Fury to fight somebody, either the Englishman or fight Wilder. I, I'm really
0: getting—I—I
3: uh, I lost interest in the, in the lower uh, yeah. ranking uh, guys. I just look. They're not exciting to me. I, I, I want yeah. to see the best now.
2: Yeah. Well, they, they've got him set for uh, May with uh, Joshua. Fury and Joshua. The, the contract is supposedly signed. What do you think of that one? And so, was it okayed by Wilder? Uh, well, Wilder stepped aside. Um, you stepped aside and he, let, let him fight. fight, huh? Yeah, he's going to let him fight because he's going to he, – Got tired of waiting for uh, them to make up their mind, and he's fighting on December fifth, uh, whether anybody's there or not. But um, they haven't really named. Uh, it's still a TBD as far as the uh, opponent is concerned.
3: Oh, so so Wilder's got another fight coming, huh?
2: Right.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, December fifth. Well, oh, I think I think he's. Uh, I think he he, uh, he again. I said it. He suffered a bad defeat. And uh, he can't. He still can't believe he lost. And uh, uh, I don't think he wants to fight. I. It wouldn't surprise me if you don't. If you don't see him again, you know, if he doesn't. If he doesn't come back at all, wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. That's how bad he took that defeat. I think. You know. But we'll see. We'll see. But but they've been talking, talking, talking. Jesus. You know, I, I really get tired of. of all that nonsense that they've been putting us through is, as, you know, really, um, wilder, uh, wilder, uh, he's a tune up bad. He doesn't need to go back against Tyson some fury right. without a tune up. And I think he realizes it. I think, I think that, uh, let him fight Joshua. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's thinking that uh, fury will get, uh, uh, a tougher fight than he's expecting, and maybe even Joshua will beat him and make things easier for him to regain the whole picture, the whole top top spot. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't about, think Joshua's a pushover for anybody. Uh, no.
2: No. But we've got a, another fight coming very shortly. Dustin um, uh, Jacoby uh, thinks that he's going to be able to... Uh, uh, knock out uh, Justin Ledette, Um and in his uh, UFC career. What's your thoughts?
4: Um, yeah, already
2: happened. That we,
4: yeah, uh, Jacoby already won. Oh, okay. Yeah, that already happened. That was earlier in the prelims this evening. So he he got the he got the the TKO. So I mean, both uh, hard swingers. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I missed the fight, but knowing them from before, uh, Jacoby's got great hands. So, uh, they were both kind of talking it up, and and, and it, uh, what it says, it was a good show.
2: Good. Good. What, what do you think of uh, uh, Lima? Um, seems to be uh, running his mouth against uh, Missouri uh, for Bellator 250.
4: Um yeah so that that um let's see that happened uh, the twenty ninth yesterday I guess what days of Halloween, so yeah, that happened on thursday night um sorry, lost track of my days, happy Halloween everybody yeah. um uh, <laughs> the, the first you know everyone's always marking down you know twenty twenty this twenty twenty that you know first time in history, well, this is the first time in history, everyone wore a mask today on Halloween, right <laughs> so <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so that happened. Musawi um, uh, ended up uh, getting um, uh, Lima at the end. Uh, it was man, those guys were swinging for the defenses, and, and it was a heck of a fight. I mean, they were, they were brawling. And uh, what, what really tickled me is at the end, because it was for the championship,, um, you know, uh, the ref raised uh, Musawi's hand, and Lima put up both his hands and celebrated for a good. 20 seconds, like he had won, uh, just kind of in a mocking fashion. And, you know, so I still had a good time kind of thing, he said. And uh, so the good sportsmanship there. That was cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. It's, uh, Chris, what do you think uh, David Hay wants to uh, come back in against uh, Usyk, the winner of Yusik, uh versus Chisura? Uh, he wants them to be his, his mandatory. Do you think he can handle either one of them? I don't know. Mm-hmm.
3: What do you mean mandatory? Mandatory for who? Uh,
2: for hey, uh, uh,
3: I don't know. They're, they're the also rams. Like I said before, um, mm-hmm. I I I've kind of lost interest in that lower lower division, in that uh, the lower contenders in that division. Um, I shouldn't do that, but I do. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what's going to happen there, Frank. You, hell, you know as well as I do. What? What? Uh, I don't see those guys often enough. They don't fight often enough to give you a, a, a chance to make up your mind.
2: Um, right.
3: That sure hasn't fought for how long now?
2: Uh, about eighteen months.
3: Yeah. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? it's been a while. How do you how do you know what's gonna happen? Eighteen months is a long time. You know? I don't I don't like that. They're 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 stalling the I mean you only got one chance, you know, one little 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 era in their lifetime where they're gonna make money. And 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 why waste eighteen months? There's gotta be some fights out there, I mean, God almighty. Um I mean that, you know, that's what they do for a
2: living. So why the hell aren't they fighting? Well, you know, that, when you bring that up, that's uh, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, uh, David Lemieux just had a fight uh, last week, and uh, he knocked out uh, Francie Menev in the fifth. Uh, but he hadn't fought in uh, almost two years. Yeah, he'd been away.
3: His hair grew yeah. in uh, probably by then, yeah. you know. <laughs> the hair on the side of his head. <laughs> he, always, he always had that prison haircut, I call it. I used to get a kick, but he is a tough son of a gun, but you know, he moved up in weight and he's got, he got his hands full at that weight because he's only about five, nine. And he's got the, he he doesn't have all the physical advantages on his side. Like he did as a middleweight, but he's a tough guy and a good right hand, good right hand puncher. So it didn't surprise me that he knocked that guy out. He's not done yet. Uh, he's still one of the best. I think, um, What's he weigh now? One sixty eight, one seventy. One sixty eight. In that category. Yeah. Is
2: it? One sixty
3: eight. I like I like Lemieux. He gives you a fight every time he shows up. He's here to fight. He's rough. He's tough. I like to watch him. Um, it's a shame he had to come along when uh, Triple uh, Triple G was in, in his peak. Knocked him out right. with body shots. You know that was a damn shame. That. But you know, you you, you got to fight who's there at the time. You know, what are you going to do? But I, I yeah. like
2: him. I like Lemieux.
3: I I think he's.
2: Okay. I'm going to uh, since we don't have the boys on with us to talk. I'm going to uh, go ahead and call Bob on the uh, while we're on the air here. And uh, this is Bob Alexander. He's the um, uh, fight uh, announcer and member of the Florida uh, Boxing Hall of Hello. Hey, Bob. How you doing?
5: Hey, Frank. How are you?
2: Doing great. Doing great. Good. Just uh, Good. giving you the intro and the fact that uh, you're a member of the uh, Florida Boxing Hall of Fame and uh, one, a fabulous uh, ring announcer that's been around for a while and uh, has uh, a huge amount of knowledge about uh, the game and the scoring and everything else. And uh, So, um, first of all, um, congratulations, you're finally going to get uh, your big show off on uh, next weekend And I, I know that our uh, our listeners are, are, would be interested in the fact that you've changed the venue So can we start with that?
5: Absolutely, we are moving uh, to the Marriott Hotel in St. Pete Which is right on uh, Roosevelt Boulevard Very easy to find, it's right off the interstate So it's uh, very easy to find, it's a beautiful hotel Bigger than uh, I think any of the uh, hotels used in the last twelve years, and uh, they're just anxious to have us, and we're just anxious to finally get this thing done because uh, COVID unfortunately caused it to be canceled twice, and we saw an opening and decided that we didn't want to make our inductees wait all the way till the summer of 2021. So we did some research and met with the hotel and talked. With the, uh, our fellow board members, and we decided that we wanted to give it a try. So, we're going to be doing everything we can to make it uh, as good as it usually is. We will be, you know, following the CDC guidelines. We'll be, you know, great. wearing masks at certain events and, we'll, you know, as much social distancing as we can. And we're just looking forward to having a great time and honoring these folks. And we're very excited because, really, we're about the only boxing hall of fame that's. Uh, it's going this year. Everybody else decided to wait and do some doubling up next year. But the, the thing is with us, Frank, is we normally induct about 20 people. right? And there's no way we could double up and wait until next, you know, next summer like we normally do. It would just be too many and we wouldn't be able to get it in. So that's why we decided to go ahead and give this a try and the hotel has been fantastic working with us to make the arrangements and we're planning on having just as big and good a uh, weekend as we have over the last last 12 years.
2: Great. Now I noticed that uh, you do have a uh, a uh, boxing uh, card coming uh, on was it Friday night or Saturday? Yeah, we're the it's,
5: it's, it's Friday night at uh Great. 6:30 doors open and uh, the fight will start at 7:30 it's the first time we've hosted a professional show. We've done uh, amateur shows for the last several years. We decided to give a pro show a try and a great company, young company, T and K promotions uh, out of the Tampa area is putting the show on. Um, It's going to be, uh, there's going to be some television involved in the uh, co-main and the main event. Uh, Lou Bella and his company, Bell entertainment is on board. They're also, uh, Co-promoting the fight, and uh, we're just really excited. It's it's gotten a great response, and of course, you know the 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 pro shows are just starting to roll out again after COVID. Right. Um, We're going to have as uh, as as good a capacity as we can. We won't have a full crowd, obviously, due to uh, you know our our social distancing, but we have uh, plenty of tickets on sale, and folks can go to our website which is www.floridaboxinghalloffame.com they can get tickets to the fight there they can get reservations to the hotel and tickets to the other events that are going to be happening uh during the weekend so we're just very excited and uh looking forward to seeing a lot of old friends and a lot of famous mm-hmm. fighters are going to be on hand to be there as guests and and we just we think we've got a really nice class as well
2: I I, I see you have um... Uh, Jeff Lacy going to uh, uh, be uh, introducing the uh, honorees.
5: Yes, Jeff Lacey, the former world champion, will be one of our inductees, and he he is so excited to be uh, going into the hall. He he calls our vice president almost every day uh, to talk to him about how you know how excited he is and honored, and uh, we're just we're really happy about that. But some really good names: uh, Robert Daniels, who was the first ever. Florida-born world champion in the cruiserweight division. He's going to be there being inducted. Alicia uh, Castillo, who is a really good uh, heavyweight fighter. He's going to be there. Uh, Glenn Wolf, was a great welterweight fighter during his day. Uh, looking forward to him. Um, Dahlia Duran, the daughter of Roberto Duran, is going in as a photographer and a uh, media specialist. Uh, we've got uh, Charles Mooney, who won the silver medal in the same class that Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, the Sphinx brothers won their medals. He's going to be inducted, and uh, it's just, it's really really a great class, and we're just very excited. And uh, we've got a couple special awards as well. Uh, Phil Olesy Jr., son of Olesy uh, Senior, who was you know a great promoter in the South Florida area for many years, Phil. And Orlando Cuellar, who's a trainer, trained Glenn Johnson, the world champion. They are both going to be great. receiving achievement awards. And a lifetime award is going to be going to a young lady named Kathy Gentile, who worked for the state of Florida doing boxing shows for probably 20 years. She'll be honored uh-huh. as well. So we're just, we're just over the moon. We, we just think we've got a great class and uh, a lot of great events for people to enjoy. Uh, the fight on, on Friday night. But then on Saturday, we've got seminars we have a fist casting going on, a live podcast will be going on. Memorabilia will be for sale. There'll be book signings. And uh just a great that great afternoon. Folks can come meet you know, people like uh Pinklin Thomas, the former heavyweight champ, he's gonna be on hand. And uh you know, several other fighters will be making their way there. Nate Campbell, the former world champion, he'll be there. And uh we're just gonna celebrate. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, celebrate the 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 sport that we love and and the friendships that we make and it's a great opportunity for fans to get up close and personal to a lot of these, you know, great fighters.
2: Yeah, it's always good to see uh um Dan Birmingham and and Winky and and uh mm-hmm. Jeff um of course they're all Dan's guys, but uh uh it's always good to see them together because you see them here, you see them there, you play in the, the guy play Winky's uh, um Golf, golf tournament every year for for the underprivileged you know, oh, youth youth up in the great. St Pete and yeah uh, uh, Dan is always Dan's a good uh, contributor to us. Uh, uh, he's got a, a, a couple. That, let me ask you something. There's a lot of talk, and it's mostly coming out of out of um, um, what's what would that be? St I guess that's South St Pete. Uh, right. That Keith is going to um, do this, do something in February of, uh, 2021. Have you heard that?
5: I have heard that they're, they're trying to set something up. I just, I haven't heard anything official yet, of course, but I know they yeah. want to try and do something with him and, and, you know, set something up in, in the uh, Bay area for him, uh, you know, perhaps to fight again, uh, at home. And it's been a while since he's had the opportunity to yep. do that, but, um, uh, yeah, he's a big, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a big. Of course, uh, his uh, former trainer, who passed away a few years ago, Ben Getty, is going to be going in the hall right. this year. So we may even get a visit oh, nice. uh, from Keith himself uh, on induction day, which is Sunday.
2: Nice, nice. Yeah, Ben was a. For those who, who don't know, uh, Ben was more of a father figure um, to Keith than uh, uh, over the years, and uh, really got him. Uh, straightened out, got him uh, tuned up and ready to go and uh, was always in his corner um, Dan gave him the uh, basics and, and Ben made sure that everything uh worked right and uh, um, there's I've never heard one cross word out of anybody in the sport or in the area uh about uh, Ben he was always used his own money to get people uh housing to get them health uh problems taken care of right um, just a tremendous tremendous person
5: he was uh, and his son is going to be on hand to accept the uh induction uh the certificate right. and uh, the plaque and everything else so we're we're excited to have his son there to accept on his behalf he was a much-loved figure in, in the florida boxing scene and uh just, that, that's just one of, of so many stories. That's what makes the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame so great is that, you know, all these inductees have great stories, and, you know, they're just great people. They're, they're people that care about sport. They care about their communities. And, uh, you know, they're just uh, – it's just a great time to celebrate the sport that we love sure. so much, and uh, it's just a great way to do it.
2: Okay, now I'm going to put you on the spot here. Last week we – Okay. Uh, we had Chris Bird on. Chris Bird is 50 years old at this time, has right. uh, overcome many uh, health issues,
0: and mm-hmm.
2: is, um, is now back in training uh, to fight again. Uh, what's your thoughts? I'm going to ask you your thoughts on that one, and then, of course, everybody's going to ask you the same thing about uh, uh, Tyson and uh, um, Jones.
5: Well, as far as I'll, I'll start with Tyson and Jones. Cause uh, as, as you know, I've, I've worked for Mike Tyson for a couple of years when he was promoting fights and uh, got to know him fairly well. Uh, yeah, I have no issue with, with him and Jones doing exhibitions. If that's what they want to do, if they're in shape and, you know, they can put on a little show and make a little money for some charities. I, I have no problem. In fact, I think it's a great thing for those guys to be doing something like that. If it's just exhibitions now, I have no idea. I, I worked with Chris Bird last year uh, doing a bare knuckle fight, actually out in Wyoming. He was doing TV commentary. I was doing the uh, in ring announcing, and I got to hang out with Chris and, and get to know him a little bit. Uh, I, at, at fifty years of age, Frank, to go to actually train to try and fight again, I that that hurts my heart because I, I I don't want to see nice guys get hurt and. You know, Chris was a was a very skilled boxer, very skilled boxer, but he wasn't that big of a puncher. And you know, they say the last thing you lose in boxing is your punch. Well, you know, he never really had a big one to begin with, especially against these bigger heavyweights. He was not particularly big, so I I understand the allure. I understand, you know, with these guys they see a George Foreman get in the ring at forty something and win a world title, but how often does that happen? That's just so unusual for something you know like Foreman's case to happen. You know, I see some of these guys still in the ring. You know, like Jones when he goes over to uh, you know Russia to fight. Still, uh, just, I just I hate to see it. I just I don't want to see these guys get hurt. And I know they don't want to give it up. I know they want to make the money. I know they they love being in the spotlight. And I, I get all that, but there comes a time when you just got to say, Hey, my health comes first. And uh, I just don't think at 50 years of age, you need to be in the ring fighting a real fight. I just, I just yeah. don't, I, it worries me. It really does. I, and that's interesting. I had not heard that. I had not heard he was trying to make a comeback at this point, but yeah, uh, man, I, I, if he does, I sure hope he's able to stay safe. It just, it scares me. <laughs> it really does.
2: Yeah, we had talked to him uh, at length last week, and uh, he's he's committed to it. Um, he he feels that he's uh, overcome many of his uh, health problems, and uh, just can't wait to get in there. And I'm sure, um, as uh, Dr. Chris has always said, uh, that the uh, wallet is has a lot to do with it. Oh uh,
5: oh oh! There's no doubt. There's no doubt, and I I. I understand his sentiments and I understand that he feels that he can get in there and do it. Uh, it's just, once you get in there, you know, uh, there's going to come a point where you might just, there's not going to be much left. I mean, uh, you don't know that when you're training, you don't know that when you're, you know, getting ready for the fight, but I, man, the night of the show, it's just, uh, oh, wow. Um, I just hope he comes. I hope if he does it, that he does it safely. I hope he gets plenty of uh, medical, you know, uh, clearance. They they make sure he's in the proper shape and that sort of thing. I I just it yeah. just worries me because he's a nice guy. He's a very very nice yeah. guy, as you well know. And I had a great time visiting with him. And I it just the thought of of him actually taking punches at fifty, oh, it just it just it just scares me. <laughs> yeah.
2: We have a have a. Uh, Question here about tonight's fight. Uh, You got Alexander Yusick and uh, Derek Chisora. Um, uh, Doctor Chris has already uh, expounded on that, but uh, how about your views on it?
5: Well, it's it's a it's an interesting matchup.
2: Uh, I think uh, you know
5: Chisora has the you know has the ability. He has the uh, the talent, Um, but. Styles make fights, and I, I this is a you know the, the styles of these two guys kind of makes it uh, you know a very interesting situation. It just it's just going to depend on who can enforce their will on the other. You know, I think that has a pretty good chance, though.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, the other question we had was uh, with Tyson Fury. Uh, he says he's fighting ah. on um, December fifth. Uh, right. One of the possibilities is the. Um, uh, K- uh, KB. And, uh I, I, I'm I'm a total loss at that one. Whether you know he he's got a contract, he wants to do it. Wilder backed out, so he's going to uh, you know he doesn't know who the hell he's going to fight at this point in time. He's gonna fight.
5: <laughs> That's a very weird situation. I mean, you know, you you, you always got to be on your toes with Tyson Fury because you you never know what you're going to get. You know, are are you going to get the guy that you know, beat the daylights out of Wildby? Are you going to get the guy who's, you know, done some rather strange things in the ring? I mean, he's such a wild card. We, I mean, he's entertaining. I'll say that. There's no doubt about that, but to be, I mean, where are we now? We're at the very beginning of uh, November. You're talking just a little over a month and you don't even know who your opponent is. You don't know where exactly it's going to be. I know they talked about it being in England, but how much time do you have to prepare for an opponent if you've only got a month? That just doesn't – I don't know. It's just – it's kind of weird. But at the same time, weird kind of fits with Tyson Fury because he just sure. – you know, he comes out of left field with stuff. You know, you just don't know. So, I i, I will be – Frank, I'll be quite surprised if that fight comes off. I really will. I just – uh, i with... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, sorry. Go ahead. I just have a, another question. That's all. Right.
5: Go ahead. No, I just, I, I, I just don't. Uh, it just seems too crazy a situation, and not enough time to get ready. I, I just, I just don't know how they can put it together in in a month. You know.
2: But Chris was saying he thought that he should uh, find somebody to tune up with. Um, that uh, Chris, what was your, what was your uh, thought on that one?
3: I think he needs a tune-up fight. He's been been away for a while. Uh, If he's going to fight Joshua, I'm sure there's a lot of young heavyweights that would like to uh, take a shot at him. Uh, The other night I watched uh, a rerun of the Schwartz fight. He fought a short, stocky guy who got disqualified. It was the worst refereeing I've seen in my lifetime. The guy had something against the uh, shorter, stockier fighter. And at the end of the fight, when they disqualified him, he went back and started fighting again in the other guy's corner. It was a ride. (laughs) Then the the, uh, seconds moved in to try to break it up. And Schwartz started fighting with one of the seconds. It it was a a crazy. It was an Andrew Galata night, you know? Oh, boy. (laughs) What a nut. (laughs) And I never They ought to bar that referee for life For what he did I mean he ruined the whole thing And then disqualified That's a lot of power he has To disqualify a guy The the guy was undefeated And and was going to be Ideal uh, A a boxer against a brawler And and, uh, he had never lost This other guy He was from one of the uh, European countries and uh, it, w- it was a disgrace. I the worst refereeing I've ever seen in my lifetime. I, that's how bad it was. The, wow. guy, the guy should be barred for life. Such a uh, such a bad job. Uh, a bias. You talk about bias. Oh my God, he was partial for Schwartz. You couldn't imagine. And uh, disqualify disqualify the guy for nothing. A little bump with his with his, with his with his top of his head. The guy was much taller than him. Yeah, but, uh, we know
5: what's interesting, Frank is, is, uh, you know, we're talking about a tune-up fight for Tyson's theory is how, you know, boxing has changed so much over the last few decades because, you know, when I was really just getting into it as, as a teenager back in the seventies, champions used to fight non-title fights all the time. So they could stay active and stay sharp. And at the same time, you know, fight lesser opponents and maybe, you know, not risk their, their titles, but, you know, things have changed. I mean, back in, in those days, you used to see champions fighting at least four times a year, sometimes more. I mean, there were guys that were fighting six to eight times a year back in those sure. days, and a lot of those fights were 10-round were non-title fights, but you really don't see that anymore. Basically, when these guys no. fight, if they're champions, they're fighting to defend their belt and, and try and take home a big purse, but they're only doing it once, twice, you know, Maybe three times in one year, but that seems even rare in itself anymore. So, you know, sure. doing those those ten round non title fights, I think those were a big benefit to champions back in the day. Um, but now they just don't seem to want to do them anymore. If they're going to fight, they're going to fight for a title because they want to make you know, they want to make bigger money. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as their career goes, I I wish they would return to the ten round fights. Some of these guys to get them more action and get them you know, keep them more engaged in the sport.
2: Yeah, we were just talking about that because we were talking about Jasura's fight coming up and the mm-hmm. fact that he's been off almost 19 months. Uh, right. And uh, Chris, Chris was saying, you know, that well, what's going on here? I mean, these guys are they're, they're making a pile of money and then they're walking away and then they end up running out the money and then they're coming back.
6: Um, well, it just doesn't well, seem I-
2: like uh, – yeah, the other the other thing was like he, Chris has always said about the, you know, back in the days uh, in the fifties and sixties, you had to have a hundred fights before you got a chance at a, uh, a title. Yeah. Now a guy can go at ten fights and he's he's in the ring.
5: It's exactly right. I mean, even you know, even when I started watching, you know, back in the seventies, I mean, heck, Marvin Hagler might be the greatest middleweight champ of all time. He never got a shot at the title until he had about forty-five fights. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, it certainly has changed. And, of course, we got to remember, COVID has completely thrown everything off balance this year. I mean, we went for about five months where there were no fights whatsoever. And all these guys had to just, they couldn't even train. They couldn't even go to the gym. You know, the, they could go out and, and, you know, run and that kind of thing, but they couldn't get sparring or anything like that. And I, I've talked to a number of promoters who said, you know, they're in a mad dash – to try and get some of these guys fights before the end of the year, because contractually, a lot of these guys, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, have contracts where the promoter has guaranteed that they will fight a certain amount of times. And now we've only got two months left in the year. And some of these guys have got to get some fights or they're going to, their, their contracts will be null and void. So it's just a strange, you know, this whole thing with COVID, what it's done to us this year, uh, it it's nothing like we've ever seen, that's for sure. And hopefully, uh, God, I hope we never see it again. But, you know, it, it's just been the perfect storm, uh, you know, in boxing and, and in you know, just sports in general have just been kind of completely thrown off kilter because of this whole COVID thing. But hoping that, you know, the thing continues to tamp down and that by the time we get into early next year, hopefully we can get back to... You know a more decent schedule and these guys can continue to fight and uh you know hopefully we'll be back in a, in a better place in 2021 that's what i'm hoping
2: okay now we talked about everybody else what's what about your career what what do you have lined up
5: well uh, i'm very fortunate and very blessed that uh over the last month or so things have started to pick up um We've got the Hall of Fame show and and the whole Hall of Fame weekend. I host, you know, the entire weekend, all the inductions, the dinner and all that. So I'll be busy doing that all next weekend. Then I have – I've got a weekend off. And then starting the uh, 20th, I've got about five fights in a row, uh, a couple back-to-back, mostly uh, the Tampa and Miami area. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be busy to, toward the end of the year. As I said, you know, these promoters are scrambling to try and get some shows in. And I've even had to turn a couple down because I was already booked for a show. And, you know, somebody called today, Hey, I've got a show on Bust and so date. And I had to send somebody else their way and say, I'm, I'm already booked. You know, so it's a good thing and a bad thing, but I'm very happy to be working. Um, it just it's great to be back in there and, and doing what I love to do. And like I said, I'll be busy all the way up until just before Christmas, and then we'll take the holidays off. There's very little boxing going on between you know Christmas right. and New Year's and all that. And then uh, I'm excited because I, I've been contacted by several promoters, some of which are brand new, that have told me they're looking forward to putting on uh, shows in the new year. Right. So I'm I'm excited about getting back to you know where I thought I was going to be this year because. When COVID hit in the spring, I probably had a dozen shows that were lined up from March until May, and they were, of course, all canceled. So, you know, that was a big blow to me and everybody else that was involved in the sport. It's not just me. I'm not, you know, crying poor or anything. I'm just saying we had a lot lined up for the spring and summer this year, and that all got shelved because of COVID. So. It's encouraging that we're doing a, a several shows before the end of the year here in Florida, and uh, I'm just hoping that that will carry over into next year so we can get back to something that we're more used to, you know, something more normal. But um, mm-hmm. I'm very, very happy and very blessed that I get to work a little bit before the holidays.
2: Good. Great. Well, Bob, we appreciate your time, and, and uh, it's always a good interview. We'd love to have you back on anytime. Um, time. How about giving us a plug again? The the time, the place, and um, uh, ups for the the hall.
5: Absolutely. It's going to be next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which, of course, uh, is the 6th, 7th, and 8th, Friday night at the Marriott Hotel in St. Petersburg. Uh, We've got the T&K Professional Show, which will start at 730 on Saturday From 11 a.m. until 4, we're going to be doing fist casting. We have a memorabilia show. We've got seminars, uh, autographs, book signings, all kinds of fun for the fans to meet a lot of these fighters that are going to be guests. Saturday night, we have a formal dinner, uh, which begins at 7.15, and then we're going to be uh, uh, giving out some awards. We've got Mark Barrow, who was a ring announcer that was my mentor as I was coming up through, through the boxing ranks. Mark uh, was inducted in 2009. He was part of the very first class in the Boxing Hall of Fame. He is going to be the keynote speaker that night. And, you know, due to his health, he hasn't been able to get out and do a whole lot over the last few years, but he's making an exception, and we are very excited and honored to have him as our keynote speaker on Saturday night. So that's going to be a lot of fun um, Sunday morning from eight to 10, we're having a breakfast with the inductees. If people want to come and eat with us and uh, meet the folks, uh, they're more than welcome to. And then at 11 AM on Sunday, we have the official induction ceremony where the inductees will be on hand. The ones that aren't, will be watching the, the live stream, which we're going to be streaming around the world on the internet. So we've got a couple that aren't going to be able to make it because of health concerns, but they will be watching and, uh, those that are there will receive their rings and, and make their speeches, and uh, we'll wrap it all up with a uh, huge, delicious cake da- uh, donated by Alessi Bakery and uh, a chance for folks to mingle again and take pictures and autographs. And it's, just, it's a very fan-friendly event. That's what I love about it so much.
2: Sure, sure.
5: And if anybody Great. wants any information, if they want uh, ticket information for the Friday night fight, hotel information, or tickets to any of the events, all they got to do is go to Florida Boxing Hall of Fame dot com, and all the information is right there.
2: Great. Well, thanks again, Bob. Say hello to your wife for us, we, and thank her for uh, letting us have uh, <laughs> this time out of uh, your weekend, and uh, we really appreciate it as always.
5: Well, and I appreciate you asking. And, 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 uh, and I love the show, and I appreciate you having me on, and anytime you ever want me, I'm honored to be
2: part of it. Thanks, Bob.
5: Thank you, Frank. Thanks to, to everybody else. You guys take care. Weekend. stay safe. All right, thanks. All
2: right. And we're going back to air Bob. And Bob junior dos yes, Santos 250, UFC 256. Uh, what do you think his chances are against uh, Girly Jean Gene?
4: Uh, dos Santos, uh, versus 256. I haven't, I didn't know that that was coming up. I know they were talking about dos Santos in a throwback today against Gabriel Gonzaga, um, mm-hmm. bringing back, I think UFC 211, which was a great fight. Um, mm-hmm. so going forward, you know, coming off of that too, just like when he upset Gonzaga, um, dos Santos, I mean, he's, he's getting older. He's, he's a beast. He's a machine. He hits really hard. Um, you know i don't know much about the you know coming up and i would love again love to see him uh pull victorious but uh a lot of these younger kids are doing really good so mm-hmm. um him coming back into it and hold on to it i have noticed uh uh the brazilians tend to to hang on past their 40s a lot longer than like uh you know us over here um mm-hmm. but uh you know you know hope, hopefully he does well
2: good Good. Well, guys, that uh, brings us right to the end of our hour, and I appreciate Bob. I appreciate all the information you brought to, brought for us tonight. Um, it's always uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. And please uh, um, say hello to that uh, to the Colonel and uh, thank her again for um, allowing us to have have your time. And Chris, uh, please tell Elaine that uh, we we appreciate everything she does for you. Okay. And, and for us and Frank we, uh, I got one thing yeah. to say before you call okay. the show. Why why
3: are people I mean there there's going to be a vaccine available. Now Pfizer just applied for the federal for the FDA to speed up their approval. They've got all the everything they need. They feel as though they got all the information, the research and so forth. This could knock the COVID virus out. Trump has busted his rear end to get this this all this done, and with the with the election coming up, nobody's saying anything about it. But I can't wait to take a shot uh, uh, of, of of one of these uh, uh, injections. Uh, what the hell is the public? And you know what amazes me is a lot of public. They say, "Well, I'll wait. I'll wait. Wait for what? You, you know." It, a, a day, if 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 you can if you can cure yourself and get rid of this virus, take the damn shot. I don't sure. understand, you know. And it could it could turn everything around, it could turn sports around. If everybody mm-hmm. gets injected and is covered, then you can go back to normal normal activity. And and mm-hmm. yet yet the, and you know you got a rapid old company like Pfizer. Now they don't mess up their research. There's too much sure. money at stake here. Sure. And uh, I, I don't I don't understand why in the hell it isn't getting more publicity. And to realize, well, if you take the shot, okay. You, I remember as a kid when you when when polio was around. Geez, you got sure. the shot and you never got the polio. What the hell? Why would you right. wait? T- right. Take the damn shot. And people are backing sure. off from it. Oh no, I'm going to wait. Well, I know they're younger yeah. and they don't have a lot of, but still, it's it's it's. it's Crazy not to take the shot. And, I mean, sure. the first uh, probably eight or ten million are going to be the government uh, paid for it. They're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the first uh, ten million guys that are going to get the shot are going to be the ones that are, have uh, preexisting conditions. And then, right. and then it could it could knock the hell out of that COVID virus. I mean, right now you sure. can't even walk on a veteran's. You can't even go to a veterans hospital and walk on the campus. They don't want you there. They tell you don't come. They don't want to. You know, there's got a lot of guys staying there. I mean, all Mm -hmm. this could be. I I just don't understand it, especially when when a when a company with Pfizer's reputation uh, Mm -hmm. wants to speed it up. That's about the fourth company that'll have an approved uh, serum. I I think the Mm -hmm. public should rush to take it. What the hell? Why? Why do you want to hold off? I mean, I don't understand all this crap. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the, what the cost of a shot will be, but I understand it will be very reasonable the first uh, right. for the first uh, group that's got a lot of pre-existing conditions. And uh, yeah. I can't wait for it to come out because you never know. Sure. Well, we My roommate like at college yeah, my roommate at college like got it, the, uh, and it was dead in two days.
2: Yeah, we, we'd also like to ask the uh, people 65 and older to make sure, please make sure you get your flu shot this year. Uh, that'll also help.
3: So. Yeah, well, that, I that got and it. the the uh, you know, there's a lot available. We might as well take advantage of it. Right.
2: Okay. Well, I gotta gotta close it out here before they tur- they shut my. Uh, my tower off here. So, All right, guys, we'll
3: see
2: you next week. Thank
3: you. It. Thanks. Bye. Uh, take it easy. Drive carefully,
6: Bob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy
3: out there. That that trip from L.A. to, to uh, San Diego, uh, yeah. you feel like you're in the uh, Indianapolis 500. That's like dangerous, man. I, 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 I was terrified driving a car down there. Of course, I never saw anything like that in my life, so be careful driving. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess Jump you on. are anyway. Okay. You know, you're right at that base there. You probably don't yeah. get out on the road as much as uh, uh, yeah. you have to, which is good. Good luck to you driving around out there. All right, hey. Frank. I'll see you next week hey. then.
2: All right. Take care, Chris. All right. Take Please care. Take care, buddy. See you. These programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, and the men and women of police and fire services. When you're out there and see somebody in a uniform, please make sure you uh, let them know that you know they're there. These programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcott, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Brandy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, Lieutenant Mike Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Officer Crispin, Lakeland P.D., Chief Al Hogan, Longwood Cade Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Highway Patrol Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Highway Patrol and Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Highway Patrol and Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department. Lieutenant Robert Germain, Windermere, Florida Police Department. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Patrolman mm-hmm. Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department. Hillsborough Deputy County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kotloff. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Delaware State Trooper Sergeant Rodney Bond. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Arthur Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. FDLE Special Inspector Vinnie Colaccio. Delaware State Troopers. Corporal Stephen Boward Assembly Patrol Officer Matt Baxter Assembly Sergeant Sam Howard Captain Matt Laterno, Philadelphia Fire Department Deputy Bill Gentry Highland County Sheriff's Department Deputy Clay Zerba Clay County Sheriff's Department Deputy Natalie Corona L.A. County Sheriff's Department Deputy April Rodriguez Pasco County Sheriff's Department Officer Bob McKetchen Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department and Trooper Joe Bullock Florida Highway Patrol, my brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, and sometime will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the hallow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week. up we love you and we miss you